Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast with Phil Sanchez. Unfiltered. And thanks for listening this week. We are joined uh, by Brad Chambers. Brad, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for being here. Um, Before we get into the the politics of it all, as I like to say, why don't you give us a little background? And you and I were talking before we got rolling here. So who is Brad Chambers? Brad Chambers. I am a a Indiana born and raised. My, uh, My family landed long ago. My grandfather landed in Boone County. Uh, my, my grandfather was generally uneducated, and there's two family values in the Chambers family back in Boone County. One was hard work, and the other was getting an education, because when you, when you come from Texas to Boone County and you don't have an education, you really value that education. So my father was the first Chambers to get a college education. He, he actually attended uh, IU. Uh, and so, so did I. I, uh, I, I started, uh, our, our family then moved to Marion County, and, and uh, I was industrious. I got the hard work gene from the family, uh, from the fam- family values. I started working as a, as a teenager with some friends, and we built a nice little landscaping and lawn care business when we were 15 and 16. We ended up having trucks, and I, I didn't even have a license to drive them. And so, so that led into me paying my way to IU through in, in through IU. Uh, where I started um, the company that I continue to run today, Buckingham Companies, 40 years later. So wow. that's a humble beginning, a, you know, a, a, an American dream realized in the Hoosier State, you know, started from nothing, a self-made guy. But that's why I believe in Indiana so much. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a great story. Um, how did you get into public office? How did you how did you decide that this is something you wanted to do? I, I know you spent some time as Secretary of Commerce. Yeah. I mean, just you know, kind of walk us through that aspect yeah. of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I think because of my humble beginnings, and and um, I've got a wife of twenty nine years and uh, a son that's twenty seven. Um, we're 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 grateful. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for our journey for realizing the American dream here in Indiana. Uh, we're, we're grateful for our life here, and, and we, we try to give back. And, you know, we, we've, we're active. We have a foundation that's been generous to the community in, in small ways and uh, for 17-plus years. And I've participated on lots of different boards over the years. My, my most recent at the state level was I was chairman of the Indiana State Fair Commission. Oh, yeah. And I worked closely with the governor and really understood the ag community through the state fair role. And that was a lot of fun, and we did a lot of cool things. The, the new Fall Creek Pavilion that just opened was one of my, one of my projects with a, with a great team out there. 
And getting to know the, the governor um, through through that role, he, he simply called and said, hey, would you step away from your, your business, my day-to-day -day professional life, and guide the state's economy, guide Indiana's economy as its Secretary of State, or Secretary of Commerce. And, um, you know, my initial reaction was no, because that was a full-time job, sure. full-time staff, and eight global offices. But I, the more I went, went home and thought about it and slept on it and talked to my family and my, my team at Buckingham, the more I realized it was consistent with the values that we had at the company of giving. And, and, and so I said yes, I, in, conditioned on two things. I said, Governor, I'll do this for two years, and I'll do it for a dollar a year. This is service. This is not a, wow. a career change. You know, I've got a great career, and I, I love the work I've been doing for 40 years, but this is service. And so I uh, stepped into that Secretary of Commerce role for two, two years, and man, did, did we make a difference. I mean, <clears throat> we, we broke uh, lots of economic development records and <laughs> grew wages, and uh, it was an incredible experience that really leads me here today. I looked under the hood of the state, and I said, we've got a We've got a great state, but it could be even better. Yeah. And uh, four years, uh, if I'm fortunate enough to get four years in the governor's office, four years would afford me to, to kind of run towards that even better. So what, well, first off, what do you do with your buck a year? Yeah, exactly. Can you right. even buy a Snickers bar with I, I, Exactly. I Not know. really. Right. right. Um, so, okay, so Secretary of Commerce, what, what then makes you want to then take the jump? Because I did read that you had never run for office that's right. at all, right? Yeah, that's so that's right. that's kind of interesting. So how yeah. has this been? Yeah. I, I am new to this. I've never yeah. aspired to be a politician. I've never, um, it was never on my, you know, early days to-do list to, to run for public office. It's daunting. I mean, I think everybody... You know, they turn on their TV and then they turn it right off at night because of of the of the, the vitriol, especially in D.C. politics. Sure. Um, but I also believe that citizenship is not free. Citizenship has a cost to it. And again, we're grounded in gratitude for our Indiana journey. And and I really uh, I believe that Indiana is great, but it can be even better. That we have incredible potential in the state. We have an amazing people. We have great universities. Um, we've got a great location. We're well run, um, but we've got to go get it. We've got to go play economic offense. You know, I truly believe when people are economically secure and prosperous that their entire lives are better. Their health's better. Their kids are better. Their education's better. Their housing's better. And so job number one of a governor is to grow the economy, right, to, to bring in high-wage jobs for our kids, our, 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 our 80,000 college graduates, to keep them in Indiana at wage levels where they can really build a life, right? We've got to, and then take the proceeds of a growing economy and, and either give it back to the, to the taxpayer through reduced taxes over time, but also to fix our challenges. We've got to fix education. A third grader today is economic development in the future, right? We've got to make sure these kids can read and are getting a great education. We've got to fix uh, and, and bolster public safety. Um, I've already come out with a, an online protection plan. I was going to get to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think you can tell I'm excited about the potential of Indiana, but, but you've got to play offense for our state and, and put more money in people's pockets. I just think we've got a great product to do that. So it sounds to me that you, you, economy comes first, and you think everything else will then fall into place once you get the economy stronger. Is that right? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think the math proves it, too. I mean, when people are prosperous, when their lives are good, when, when they have... When they have resources, um, crime is down, mm. right? Education is up. The, the job of government gets, gets less when people are prosperous and secure. Right. So I think it's incumbent on a governor to 
to add more jobs to the economy, high paying jobs that, that, are, that can create quality of life for people. So grow the economy, number one, and then, f and, and then with the resources that come from a growing economy, um, obviously run the business of government well, and I think I'm uniquely qualified for that because I've never been a politician before. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm running against four other folks that have either run for office or have been in office for decades. I come to this with a fresh perspective, a business perspective, um, and, and, uh, but, but you know, grow the economy and then take the proceeds from that, run the business well, and fix the things, and invest in things that are necessary for a good quality of life in Indiana. Before we get to the online stuff, because I, I do find that very interesting, and I want to yeah. you know, get your interest on that and, and your thoughts behind that. How do you plan on growing the economy? What are some of the, 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 the plans that you have to going forward if you, sure. if you do win? Yeah. So when I showed up at, at, um, at, at the Commerce Secretary for that, for that buck a year, I, I showed up with a plan, right? Yeah, that's what business guys do. They're planners and we're strategic planners. I showed up with a plan and I also said to the team, we're going to have some fun. Um, and I built a great team because you can't do anything without a dynamic team, right? Uh, and that, that plan focused on building an economy of the future. It, it focused on building a strong and growing uh, 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 entrepreneurial ecosystem. It, it focused on uh, the energy transition, making sure Indiana is not behind in that, and not too far ahead, but not behind. And, and, and it, it focused on telling the Indiana story because we've got so many good things here, and we tend to be a little too humble in Indiana, right? There's a yeah. difference between humility and confidence. We need to have that confidence to go grow our economy. So. Any, before I had showed up as Secretary of Commerce, the state had done about $8 billion a year in inbound economic development. I took that in the first year just by having a plan, bringing in two new industries. I brought in two new industries, semiconductors and EV batteries. We went from $8 billion to $22 billion in one year. Mm. And then by the time I left, it was $33 billion. And the thing that makes me most excited is that the wages for those new jobs and that new inbound uh, economic development in, in investment, the wages were 30% higher than any time in, in state history. Wow. And that was because we had a plan to go get high-wage jobs to, to lift Hoosiers up. And again, back to that, that, that financial security theme, yeah. which I think is so, so important. Now, the, the other point of that is those, that $33 billion was spread all over the state of Indiana. There's 53% of that landed in rural or mixed rural areas. That wasn't just urban areas. Mm -hmm. So half the state got really nice investments. Terre Haute, Kokomo. Uh, Rural Boone uh, County, right? Boone uh, yeah, County, yeah. New Carlisle, mm -hmm. Fort Wayne, uh, Marion. Yep. So, um, so that's having a plan, believing in the product of Indiana, which I firmly believe, and I proved it. And then Lilly, my gosh, Lilly landed $44 billion, all wages higher than $100,000 in Boone County. That validated, verified, uh, that Boone County leap strategy, right? By the ink wasn't dry in the leap plan in Boone County, or in, in Eli Lilly announced its largest investment in life sciences and in company history with four billion dollars and and seven hundred jobs over a hundred thousand bucks. So, so I proved that that you know we're not taking full advantage of our opportunity and our potential that we can shoot higher and run faster as a state economically. When it comes to social um, stuff, I mean, we, we've seen over the years that a lot of businesses have left certain states because of the state's, uh, I don't want to say, um, feelings on, on social issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm a conservative Republican. And so, but what I will tell you is that, you know, Indiana's got a lot of economic momentum right now, right? I think there's, 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 uh, there's um, a lot of 
a lot of conversation around those social issues, um, and I'm empathetic and sympathetic about those. I am a conservative Republican, but I also think when I go around the state of Indiana, when I talk to people in northern Indiana, southern Indiana, east and west, what I hear about is inflation in property mm -hmm. taxes and, and and the need to to you know prosper. I don't hear about the social issues. And so that's where my focus is. Right. The number one job of a governor is to grow the economy, put more money in people's pockets. We talked about the kids and, and online. I, that's, I mean, that's in the forefront of your, your right. campaign. Yeah. Uh, why is that? And, yeah. and what are some of your plans when it comes to protecting kids? Yeah, again, specifically online. I, I'm a, I'm a they, they call me an outsider, but I've never run for office before. So all I know what to do is do what I've done mm -hmm. that, that, that's worked, and that is come with a plan, right? Come with a plan, and I'm going to come uh, to this governor's race with policies and, and a plan, and, and, and we're going to roll those out over the, the next several months. Um, in the first one we rolled out was our uh, safe tech plan, right, about protecting kids under 18 from, from technology. Technology is great, but it, it also can, if not, if we don't protect our youth, it, it, can, um, it can take their data. It, it, you know, kids are getting online. There's huge percentages of 13-year-olds and under that are, are getting to sites they shouldn't be allowed onto mm -hmm. because big tech really wants their data and is not that concerned about, you know, protecting um, our youth. So we have to do that. And, and other states are doing that. It's a, it's a bit of an uphill climb, but I think it's so fundamentally important to protect our youth as they're in their educational journey, as they're maturing, right, to protect them and, and do what we can, because that's going to affect how they get educated, too, and how they grow and mature. Right. So that's why it was number one for us is uh, we think it's that important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I have two kids, yeah. uh, 12 and, and 9, you know, so every day it's it's a conversation yeah. in the household. Yeah. Um, so parents need help on that. Oh, it's it's right? not easy. It's not easy. There's so many, I mean, listen, yeah. they have they have phones. It's yeah. uh, you don't know what they're doing online all the time. So we're, we're going to try to help and and it's going to take a village on that, but but we think it's that important to g at least get some guardrails around technologies for our kids. Yeah, yeah. Have you had conversations with uh, Governor Holcomb about your about this, about running for, for, for office? Yeah. I would imagine you have. Yeah, I mean, he, he and I worked extremely closely in my two years as Secretary of Commerce. Um, you know, I, I visited 15 countries, and, and most of those trips were with him. And, and he and I were great partners in growing the economy. $33 billion in two years is a staggering amount of investment. Um, you know, he's the current governor. He's got a lieutenant governor running, and I'm running. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think he's just kind of wait, wait, watching and waiting and, and, uh, to see how the, uh, to the, to the race unfolds. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm, listen, i got to run my race. Right? Yeah. I am focused on our plan, our strategy, talking to voters statewide, and, and, and just, you know, uh, uh, keeping an eye on my race and looking downfield. What, what what has has it been like so far when you're visiting all of these counties, all yeah. of these towns? What's that been like? Um, again, I've never done it before, so I didn't. <laughs> right, this is kind of eye-opening <laughs> stuff, I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting my sea legs under under me, as they say. But I will tell you, I am. Um, I was in Shelbyville last night, and I was. Uh, I, I you know I was in Bloomington on Saturday, and I'm hitting a new community every day. I'm having a blast talking to people. Um, I call it, you know, the, the, again, I put everything back in a business context. I'm out talking to the customer of Indiana, mm -hmm. and I'm listening. I'm a, I'm a good listener. That's the only way to learn what's happening 
all throughout the state is be a good listener. Uh, taking notes, you know, a lot of that's going to find its way into our policies, at least our first year agenda. Um, and so it has been super energizing um, getting out to the community, listening, and uh, it's it's really uh, been 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 fantastic. I love it. So you you saw what happened here um, back in 2020 with COVID. Yeah. Something like that happens. Hopefully it doesn't. Knock, yeah. you know, fingers mm -hmm. crossed. Knock them with the whole deal. Um, yeah. And you're in office. Mm -hmm. How would you handle it? How would you handle it maybe differently? Do you, do you think we did some things right, some things wrong? Obviously, it was something that was new to everyone. So yeah, I mean, it was a 100-year event, literally, right? Yeah. And so, I, I, uh, I mean, people are very concerned about mask mandates, right? So yep. we got to be super sensitive about that. Um, I, think, I think on a national basis, the economy could have stayed open. Um, and, and so, um, but I, I think there was a lot of great intention. I think we navigated that as good as we could have, I think in the top 10 of all states. Yeah. And so, you know, if it happens again, it'll have new circumstances and I'll have to navigate around that. Sure. But, but uh, you know, people have, have spoken that they, they are, they are, uh, they, they don't like mask mandates. Right, right. So, so, so you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do a mask mandate. Yeah, that would be my inclination. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned it before yeah. about national politics and how kind of divisive it is. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and I, I host a political show, and it's, yeah. it's just, it's hard to watch sometimes. This campaign hasn't been like that so far. These, you know, but it's still early. It's early. Um, do you foresee maybe getting a little more divisive as we get closer to twenty twenty four? Yeah. I, I um I, I certainly hope we can keep DC out of Indiana. Yeah, I just do. Um, Indiana's, you know, well run. Um, Indiana is legislature and, and, and government works generally well together, right? And um, I, I I just want to kind of protect the boundaries, the, the Hoosier values of the way we we govern ourselves and keep keep DC out of that uh, mix. Um, yeah, I think it's going to get a, 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 a bit more exciting, um, but I'm going to, again, continue to look downfield, and, and I think our message is resonating. I, as you know, I'm not very well known around the state, yeah. and that's because I've lived a very private life. Right. right. I'm getting outside my comfort zone. Um, I'm, I'm humbled by this journey, um, but you know, I haven't been planning my whole life to be in public office, so people don't know me, so I'm trying to you know, let them know that I'm a self-made guy, right? Um, started from nothing. I'm a business guy who wants to give back. This is service. This is not a career change. I've already had a great career. Right. And and, and so um, it's just I need to stay focused on my message uh, and, and plan to do that. Let's say you become a candidate. Uh, you win, and then you wind up winning next year. You, yeah. you're, you, you get into office in January of 2025. What's yeah. the first thing you do? Well, we'll roll out a, a bunch of, of uh, you know, just, I know you're, you're, you're short on time, yeah, so yeah, 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 uh, so yeah. I'm just checking our time here. Yeah. So, yeah. Continue to grow the economy. That's going to be the, you know, the, 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 I think, hallmark of my, of my, uh, my, my campaign here. I think we've got to go to work quickly on education. You know, we have too many uh, three- and four-year-olds that aren't learning and aren't reading, mm. right? And it's, it's growing by the day. So go, go hard to work in education. I think there's some work to do around public safety and 
uh, and uh, giving cops what they need uh, to do their job, give them confidence that uh, we're behind them, right? Um, so there's going to be a whole list um, on day one uh, if I'm fortunate enough to be elected by the, the voters of Indiana. Uh, and I will work hard because that's what, what I've done my entire career, um, to, to, to shoot higher and run faster, to lift our economy up, to put more money in, in people's pockets, to give them financial security and prosperity. Because, like I said earlier, when I think peop when people feel financially secure, their entire lives are better, mm -hmm. and it makes government, you know, have to do less. Right. So it's a virtuous circle. We got to do it, but it starts with education too. You said police. You said cops, and I didn't ask you about this. I mean, how how close to your heart are are, are the police departments across our uh, state? I mean, you know, our first responders and our our, our teachers. I mean. They're front line of our of our country in many ways, right? Teachers economically, because you know, third graders are the future economic growth of our economy. Mm -hmm. Number one, um, and and our first responders um, and our police officers, and they've had a tough couple of years. We need to get behind them and show them we're behind them. These guys are working hard. They need to make sure that qualified immunity is 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 not just a slogan it's real I right. mean, these guys take those jobs for call and have qualified immunity as their protection we need to we need to give them the tools and in, in, which means enforcing our laws uh, when they bring a, a criminal in that, that criminal needs to stay in, in jail right they so they we need to give them some tools and we're going to have a public safety plan here very soon that kind of shows a roadmap of what we're focused on on public safety but okay yes, to your would point. recruitment be a part of that as well because okay. that's been a problem that we've seen across the board well remember i mean if, if you're not showing support for your police force I mean, it's going to be hard to recruit sure. people, right? So, so it starts with making sure they know we're behind them. We're giving them all the tools that they need to do their job well, um, and um, and so it starts with that. But, but of course, I mean, workforce is. Don't get me going on workforce. It's, <laughs> you know, you got to invest in community. You got to grow your population, which turns into workforce. Workforce turns into GDP growth, right? So everybody's struggling with with hiring sure. and filling jobs, and and that is that was a big focus of mine at the as Secretary of Commerce, and will continue to be. I rolled out the Ready program statewide, 17 Ready regions, touched almost every city in town statewide with a billion dollars of Ready. Uh, that billion dollar ready program it'll have a 15 billion dollar economic impact to grow population because that turns into workforce and that turns into GDP growth for all of our employers well, why do you think that is though why do you think that it's, it's a problem workforce in general what um, well I, I think we gotta we gotta start with a, a broken DC you yeah. know, our senators and our congressmen aren't fixing immigration that's number one mm. we, we've got a closed front door on immigration and we've got a wide open back door Right, and, the, and, and illegal immigration is, you, you can't hire them, right? And, but some are getting hired, right? So, so we've got to fix immigration, number one. We've got to grow our population as a state. We've got to keep more of our college kids here, right? Because those turn into workforce. Yep. Um, we have enormous potential, unlimited potential to grow our economy if we fix a few things. Growing our population, right? These kids are making an economic decision when they graduate, went from Purdue or Ball State or whatever. They're making an economic decision. I, I just invested X in my college education, mm -hmm. and I'm going to get the highest return I can. Mm -hmm. If I can't get that in Indiana, I'm going to go somewhere else, and, sure. that's, and that's what's happening. That's why I've been so focused on high-wage jobs of the future, because 
If you can give a kid working at Lilly in Lebanon a high wage uh, that, that, that gives them a great return on their college investment, they're going to stay here. Right. And that's going to build our population and, and, and build, uh, build a prosperous Indiana into the future. So it's multifaceted. Um, and, and there's some you know, ad other administrative things at the, at the state. We've got to get out of small business this way. We've got to cut permits and licenses. There's too many small businesses being clogged up by government stuff, permits, licenses that are unnecessary, mm. right? So I think it's important to let the small business, you know, kind of thrive and get out of the way. You don't have to make 30 bucks on a new license. You don't have to charge them a fee for this, that, and the other. Right. That's just, it doesn't move the needle at the state level, and it, it quite frankly, it slows us down as an economy. So. Brad Chambers, uh, before I let you go, anything else that you want to add in before we say uh, say goodbye? No, I'm, I'm um, again, um, I'm I'm optimistic about the future of Indiana, but you got to go get it, and and I am excited about this journey. I'm meeting lots of great people from north, south, east to west. Um, you know, I'm humble about it, though. It's tough. It's a five five way race, mm -hmm. but but I believe that people are ready for change in Indiana. We, we we're, we're great. Uh, but we can even be better. I think people want to, 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 to see us take full advantage of the potential here in Indiana, uh, and I'm willing to work hard to do that. So I'm, I'm uh, thankful and grateful and humble about this experience. All right, Brad. Well, we look forward to maybe having you back in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast with Phil Sanchez. Unfiltered. In-depth, non-partisan coverage, exclusive interviews with Indiana's political leaders. Subscribe to this podcast and listen weekly here on the All Indiana Podcast Network. And be sure to discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.